One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans. It's a Wales, Wales to a goal. Swansea beyond Fodringham. And the Mills are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 years, Fodringham United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, Adolfi. He can hit them. And he does. Secured their championship status for next season. Do me a favor, drop me off in Hello, everybody. Welcome again to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast, and we have a positive result to talk about this time. Uh, we beat Morecambe. Um, you know, the big one, the big game we were all looking forward to. The one that mattered the most. Um, we'll talk about that win, the, the rubbish cup draw which was overshadowed by Martin O'Neill. Uh, and we'll look ahead to Saturday as Blackburn Rovers come to New York Stadium. First of all, Mick, how are you doing? All good, mate. Thank you. You? You're very good. How is that car park in North Wales looking? Just as beautiful as ever, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful to hear. And Joy from London Millers is with us. How are you doing, Joy? I'm fine. I know why you've got me on today. It's because you needed some joy, didn't you, to the podcast? Because exactly. it's about the only joy we seem to be getting at the moment. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it is. Uh, and Danny's with us. On time, Danny. How are you doing, Danny? I'm doing good, thank you. How are you? Very good. Your Wi-Fi is holding up so far. Well, let's we're, minute, obviously. It's a good start. It's a very, very I've good threatened start. it, that's why. <laughs> Um, Neil Lewis is with us, so is John S, Martin Holland, uh, Chris Page is watching the Hibs game on mute while listening to us, thank you very much, mm. Kim Hayward's with us, and Johnny Davis says, evening New York talkers, and evening to his dad if he's watching, hello Johnny's dad, um, Showstone he says he was hilarious, so let's talk about Morecambe first, um, Danny, a win's a win, is a win, is a win. Mm. That's it, really. It's, not, it's difficult to take anything else from that game, really, I thought. It was just a bit by the skin of your teeth, really, yeah. wasn't it? Um, for me, anyway, it just wasn't very good. You know, it was just quite a, a meh game of football. I think every, everybody felt like that. I think maybe even the players felt like that a bit as well. Uh, certainly, the opening 25 minutes or so, you know, we... Mm. Were below standard against Morecambe. Um, it were only really as the game got past sixty minutes or so that we really looked the better team. Um, but but even then, it was just it was such a, it just felt like such a nothing game that it turned out maybe in hindsight it would have been better if we did lose it due to who we got drawn against. Um, but yeah, it's just like. Yeah, it's a bit of a boost because we did get it over the line, you know. Um, for, technically, it's the first win of the season, even though we drew um, in 90 minutes. Um, and I think it just created more headaches than solutions, really. Mm. Um, so it's just... Mm. It's, that's just, just how it felt to me. It's just... Mm. Yeah, these, these, these first-round cup games, Joy, are sometimes often like pre-season friendlies. You, you you can't often say we, we if we had more players we would have we would have rotated, um, but it's well this game you can't really take anything from it anyway really I, I don't think what do you think? No, I agree. I mean, I suppose in one sense at least we won even if it was on penalties because last year yeah. we didn't win, did we? So yeah, exactly. Well, figure. So you know, it's, I suppose it's a positive, but 
I agree with you, Tony. You know, meh is is about it, isn't it? And you know, Wiles comes away with a dead leg as well, which means is mm. there's a query against him for Saturday. That's not positive, is it? Having said that, he's not exactly been pulling any trees up, bless him, has he? So um yeah. yeah, I mean a win's a win. And let's be positive, you know. I mean, there were two reasonable saves that the keeper made, mm. weren't there? Philip mm. made. And I think we might have uh, unearthed another Goalkeeping gem there. Possibly. So, Vic, well, Victor made a name for himself in the Papa John's, didn't he? Yeah. Saving all them penalties. Yeah. Um, Dylan Phillips has made a name for himself. Mick finally beat Morecambe, I suppose. Third time lucky in the in the League Cup. The 5 4 loss, a 1 0 loss, I think. And then a 1 1 win on penalties, I suppose it is. And yeah, just your general thoughts on how important it is. Well, listen, I'm, are you depressing the life out of me, you lot? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great win. We're through to the next round at Cup. Come on. Have a bit of positivity. <laughs> I, I, listen, I, I obviously, as you're aware, I didn't go to the game so because I'm away. So, um, But it, it's some more minutes into legs. Yeah, mm. I accept by the sounds of it, so first half an hour or so, we weren't really much, uh, much caught. But by the end of the game, we're starting to get into the swing of it by the sounds of it. Um my understanding is that Jamie McCart was a standout in terms of his performance, which which is good news because um, that adds us a little bit more strength in that back line, assuming that he didn't get sent out on loan. Um, JJ managed to get his name on the score sheet, which, you know, albeit from what you told me is a tap in it, nevertheless, a goal's a goal, isn't it, you know? Uh, and it's some minutes in his legs as well. Uh, and some positive news from positive words from uh, Matt Taylor about JJ afterwards as well. In that, mm. you know, he sees as a player in there and somebody that he feels he can work with. So there's a potential that he may not be going out on loan. He may well stay with us. Um, you know, he's a big, strong lad, without a doubt, and he's got some pace. So you know, he, he, if if he can if he can bring the player out in him, he's um, he's a good player to have in the squad. So it's yeah. I mean, like you said. These games are like a preseason friendly, aren't they? That they always are every year. This this first round, um, and this time we appear to have got through. Which I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Quite frankly, um, I, I think from a confidence point of view, um, you know, it's a good thing. But it's another game to have to play in it. And uh, unfortunately, like a lot of teams, we're not one that's blessed with um, a coach full of uh, coach load full of. Juniors that we can play in it, are we? You know, so no. well, the juniors uh, came on. Tell is not not a junior, uh, but Mungukin came on and actually quite well. He should have scored. Oh, Mungukin, it was a very, very good chance, but he put himself in a good position to be fair. Um, just touch on Jamie McCart, Danny. He's not looking since he came in last last summer to be fair. I was went out alone and played a few times for Leighton Orient, but every time we have seen him for Rotherham, he's done okay. I think Huddersfield away last season, I think he was poor. Other than that, he's done all right. And he was, for me, he was the only one that stood out. Dylan Phillips, obviously. Mm. But in terms of the 90 minutes, Jamie McCartney was the only one that stood out and had a, I thought had a good game. Yeah, I think he had a, a good day, <clears throat> a good game defensively, to be fair. Um, I mean, could it be the opposition that he was up against and, you know, sort of knew that a bit more? I'm not too sure. But yeah, I mean, I suppose it, uh, with Jamie McCart, we've not really seen enough of him to properly comment. And the times we have seen him last season, it were only like a quick cameo or, you know, like a forced start, really. Because I think Woodersfield was a forced start because of the injuries mm. and stuff. Um, yeah, he's, he's done okay when he's come on. Um, and But I think it's more about getting it out of him consistently. Yeah. Um, that may be why it goes out on loan somewhere again, or if the um, defensive fitness continues to be a, excuse me, continues to be a thing, maybe he's kept as a, you know, as a backup option. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, very yeah. steady and no absolute howlers from McCart against Morecambe. So yeah, he's, he's had a good game. So we're looking to be fair, like you just said, yeah. he should have scored. Um, maybe if he'd had a bit more senior time, if you like, yeah. it would it would have buried it. But he's come on, and, he, and again, another person that I think has caught Taylor's eye, and maybe one for the future, like JJ as well. 
Yeah, I think so. Nicholas Skidmaster can't spray some passes around like uh, like he's known to. He did he did he did the crossfield ping once or twice, um, which we were told about last summer. Um, so yeah, yes, he did. Um, Phil Ox said McCart would be in front of Morrison for him, and Matt Squires said McCart had a decent game, a bit of a step up in the league, though. Yeah, yeah, it mm. is absolutely, and that's the question um, whether he can. Uh, moving on to the second round, Joy. Um, quite possibly the worst draw we could have possibly got. I, I looked through the draw, and I couldn't quite pick one that was worse. Uh, the team that just beat us 4 1, we have to go and do it again. Any positives out of that draw? No, it's a Tuesday night in Stoke, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what can one say after being, uh, you know, what we went through? I mean, all we can say is maybe when we do meet them is we can get a little bit more of a gauge as to how we've improved since the first match of the season True. or not, as the case mm. may be. So, you know, I mean, you know, we can use it that it depends who they decide to put out again, you know, whether they're going to put mm. out their uh, speedy number seven again. Um, you know, the, um, but... It is what it is, isn't it? I mean, you know, Donny get Everton and we get Stoke away on a Tuesday night. So it is what it is, isn't it? You know, but like yeah. I said, we could, like I say, use it as a gauge to, you know, maybe if we only come away with a 1 0 loss or even a draw or we'll take them to penalties, then it's an improvement on the uh, start of the season and means we're going in the right direction. I suppose we could use it as a, as a guide to that going forward. That's the only yeah. thing I can think of. Hmm. I can't imagine there'll be many schlepping down to Stoke, can you? No, I can't think so, no. I, to be fair to Stoke, I, I don't think they'll be taking many to their own home game. Um, <laughs> to be fair, Mick, if you look at the teams that were in it, because it's split northern and southern, there were Everton, Forest, and that was about it, I think. Wolves were in there as well as a Premier League team. There were no standout team anyway. We played Everton every, every other year, it feels like, Mick. So it's just either get through, Throw and hopefully get a big boy in the third round or just see what happens, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, United were in there as well, Sheffield United, weren't they? Um, True. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's irrelevant, really. It's an irrelevant competition for it as far as we're concerned, isn't it? You know, it is. And, and it's a shame, but we've got bigger fish to fry. So, yeah, um, it's just about getting some... Um, some some minutes in it into into players' legs, uh, and try and get an understanding of what what the managers expecting of them. So I'm not convinced they got that at Stoke. No, no, they didn't. Uh, the game will be played on the. Well, I think it's a week 28th. Week start on the 28th. So the bank mm. the, the, should be the Tuesday after the bank holiday, I would expect. Um, so before the transfer window closes, so we probably still won't have done all our business by then. Um, or we might have done, or we might have done it all. It'd be a good game to play, sort of get the new boys playing, get some again good minutes under the belts. Um, side point here, Danny. Danny Liverson says, Hi, I can't believe the penalties were at the other end of the pitch where nobody was. They should have been at the end where the crowd was. I know you get a slight benefit from taking the foot in your own crowd, but it does seem ridiculous that you've got two and a half thousand people there and you put the penalties as far away as possible from every single person in the stadium. It was just completely stupid. Well, it depends on who won the toss, doesn't it? Like, if Morecambe have yeah. won the toss, then I suppose it was their choice not to kick towards the Rotherham fans, even if it meant an empty stand. Um, but yeah, it did, it did seem very, very odd that it's in the stand that's completely empty. But like I say, if, if Morecambe have won the toss, which they might have done, it makes a bit more sense. Because uh, I think if we'd won the toss, we'd want the um, the crowd benefit to be on our mm. side. Um yeah, it was a bit strange, to be fair. Um, not very fun when you sat in the front row and you have to look through your own net and a line of stewards as well to see what was that yeah. going on. But, yeah, I mean, I just about saw the save that Dylan Phillips pulled off and some of them were absolute stunners, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, and the penalties from us were really good. You know, they were... Um, some Kyle Blackett's, like, by the way. Yeah, because I back it's an absolute thunder into that top, yeah. top corner. But then that's that's the the range we've got in penalties now by the looks of things. We're going from yeah. Tyler Blackett who just thumps it, um, and then you've got uh, Fred who just delicately placed it. Mm. You know, gave the keeper the eyes and sent him the wrong way. Mm. Yeah, pretty solid penalty shoot at. Not that you can tell much from it. Anything else you want to talk about from that game before we move on to Blackburn? There's 
not much different in the first place. We're quite good. We've got 10 minutes out of it. Mick, anything? Yeah, I was going to say that you've got Jordan Hugel, who uh, who put it about two foot to the wrong side at keeper. Had the keeper gone right away, he'd have uh, just saved it. It was, a, it was a shocker of a pen. You so, said that, but he's uh, but given the eyes a bit, hasn't he? It's, it's, well, there's, a, there's, a, yeah, there's a method to it. You know, Blackett's penalty weren't being saved by anybody, would it? No. <laughs> no, but it went like half an inch away from smashing across bar, off crossbar, the one it. So. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, I'll shut up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John Hensby says, doesn't the referee decide ends prior to the kickoff? The toss was just with us. No, they, de- they definitely tossed the, the sides because he, he flipped it up and pointed after the flip. So I would have made sense to decide pre game, but they didn't. Um, right, let's move forward. Blackburn Rovers come to town. Um, the first time I've ever played them since the 4-0 victory last year, which was obviously massive. Joy, how important is the performance on Saturday? Because Saturday last week in Stuck was dreadful. Is the We all want three points, but the performance for me sort of feels like it's really... But if we play really well and it's 2-2, 1-1, then I, I, it's a step forward. It feels like probably a step forward for me. Yeah, I agree, Matt. I mean, you've just got to get the performance in. I mean, they were like a group of strangers, weren't they, at Stoke, let's be honest. And we need to sort of see that they've worked on that this week in uh, training and that any sort of constructive criticism has been taken on board. I'd be interested to see if we stay the uh, the same uh, formation, uh, you mm. know, whether he's going to stay with this sort of 3-5-2 arrangement or 3-5-1-1 arrangement, or whether he'll go back to a back four. Um, I don't know. I know we're going to do the 4-5-1 at home. I don't know. He seems to be wanting to try to have two strikers or a striker mm. and someone behind him. So he's endeavouring to do that. It doesn't seem to be a set, but one player on his own up front, which we don't want at home, if we're honest. Uh, mm. And it'll be interesting to see what personnel are available to him as well. Because, there's, uh, you know, will Wiles be fit? Um, will Green be fit? Um, who else is... Uh, uh, Peltier, obviously, be. isn't he? Yeah, you know, uh, you know who 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 going to have on, on the bench? Are we going to get a full uh, a load of subs as well? It seems that mm. Tom Eves might get a place on the bench because I've seen his name up in lights okay. that he's back on the grass. So, uh, not might necessarily get back on the pitch, but, you know, <laughs> back on there. So he might actually get nine subs today, uh, Saturday. But again, you see um, Blackburn are another team that sort of got by through the skin of their teeth on Saturday and sort of Mm. reading between the lines that, you know, they did really rather well last season, just missing out on the playoffs and their expectations are quite high. But they have lost quite a number of key players and those that they had on Mm. loans. So... Um, I'm not at any the sort of feedback is that they're, they're hoping that it's not going to be the same result as it was earlier this year but who knows I mean we just need the performance we just need the guys to know that you know they're not 11 individuals on that uh, pitch that, that you know they are a team and they can actually find one another with a pass for a start that help yeah yeah it would um formation is a key area Mick because obviously we've, we've been three five two. Uh, we went three five two on Tuesday, and again, certainly for the first, similar to Stoke, to be honest, we had half first half an hour or so, it didn't work. We eventually settled into a rhythm, and it was Morecambe, so you would have expected us to eventually take control of the game anyway. How are you feeling about three five two slash four five one four four two whatever, Mick? Because again, Stoke four at the back was significantly better, wasn't it? It was better. Uh, it was definitely better. But then I think at that point, by that point, we were down to ten men, weren't we? So you know, it 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 uh, that that was an, uh, an enforced change rather than anything else. Um, it, it's it seems clear, and I don't know. How, I don't know. Well, I say it seems clear. We've only played one game, haven't we? But I I would suggest he's going to try and play differently away from home than he is at home, mm. and I suspect that we're more likely to go two up top at home, um, or three even. Um, yeah. rather than away. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see. It depends, obviously, on the personnel that are available to him. Um, obviously, Ben Wiles is a, is a doubt. Um, so somebody's going to have to come in, which might force his hand to play uh, Georgia Kelly, perhaps, or or even JJ uh, alongside Jordan Hugel. 
I think possibly more likely Kelly. Um, but like Joy said, it, it's the performance that's important here. And we need to see some confidence in this team. They're more than capable of of, of, of cutting it and of mixing it with, with these teams. Without a doubt, we didn't mix anything at all last weekend. Uh, we were just like scared kids. So, you know, I, I can't see how at this stage of the season confidence is an issue. I just can't. Um, but uh, we, we just it's the performance we need. So formation, I, I, it's anybody's guess, isn't it? You know? We're too early in the season to start making a judgment on. I think um, the key is that we go out and attack rather than just try and soak up any pressure. So that's just a that's just a recipe for for defeat, isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah, attack, attack, attack! Come on. <laughs> um, we did. We have... Go on, sorry. And that's my team talk done. Yeah, they can play it. Matt Taylor can play that. I can't hit half as two. Yeah, yeah, Saturday. absolutely. Yeah. Um, we have done the scouting report. That will be up tomorrow. Well, for Friday, for anyone when you listen to this Friday morning. If you want to go and listen to um, Dan from Rovers chat, goes a good bit about talks about last season's four 0 obviously, um, and talk about their summer because they've had a turbulent summer with the manager staying eventually, but there's ups and downs. They had a good win at the weekend. But that's up tomorrow. We're a 10 minute jobby. So if you fancy uh, fancy watching that, do so on Friday. Um, Danny, let's, let's keep on the formation thing because it, it's interesting. Because if you, we go, I go back to the Richard Wood thing. If you're playing 4 4 back or 4 at the back, does Sean Morrison get into your 4 at the back? Because if you isolate him like we, people used to isolate Richard Wood, you are in serious trouble. But if you mm. can. Tyler Blackett and Cam Humphreys, they'd be like a bit of physicality, but in every other sense, that's a perfect two in a four. What what do you think? I mean, I suppose <clears throat> having the different kind of uh, defenders that we have, it does allow us to be flexible at the back, but yeah. then there's the argument of you want to be more um, consistent with your back line and not chop it up as much and keep changing the formation there. Um but I think my main bit is the midfield, to be fair. like We seem to have a lot of midfielders, but never go through the midfields in um, in, adv- in like just getting the ball to advance up the pitch. It always seems to be pushed wide or pushed over the top. Um, and and then again, like we say it's a 3-5-2, but really it's like a 3-5-1-1 at the minute mm. um, because there's no second striker. It's just sort of wiles in an advanced position. Um and again, if Matt Taylor wants a lot of strikers in his team, which he's come out to the advertiser and said that he wants another attacker as a minimum, um, it's like, play more than one of them on the pitch, please. You know, um, I mean, it's not really a knock. It's just a bit of a, you know, you know, it's like we were getting a lot of the players to A, have a bigger squad for the amount of minutes that we're going to be playing and because they're allowed more players in the match day squad, but also to have flexibility. But then... We don't play with flexibility at the same time, which yeah. um, it feels a little bit odd. Um, and sort of is a bit more on the other side of the coin of Matt Taylor saying we want to play attractive football and entertaining football, but also play it well, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas at the minute, it does sometimes feel jarring, but there are flashes. And I've seen it. It was against, um, against Stoke when I watched it back. Um basically crying because of how poor the referee was and how poor we were. Uh, and even against Morecambe, there are flashes of what we want to achieve. And mm. granted, you have to really watch the game and really look through the frustration of some of the some of the passes of play that we that we have. But you just see that little sparks of, oh, that were good. Oh, that were a really nice bit of football. Mm. Like with McCart and his balls, he just yeah. pings across wide, like ball pinged out wide to... Um, to Fred or Dexter, and then the control, and then the ball into the box. The ball into the box are really good. It's just mm. there's no one there to attack it, you know. And it's in the areas where there's space, but there's no one occupying the space. So it's like it's so it's so close, and you can see exactly what we want to try and do, and we're just not quite there yet. Whether that's because we don't have the bodies that we want to do it yet, or you know, it's still grasping that system, or 
it's the injuries that have done us in a little bit because we've got a lot of players out injured. Like I think mm. it's eight senior players, Matt Taylor last said, and then like two are on the way back. Two are on the way, well, three if you count Cafu. Yeah, that, that's true. But still, to have eight senior players out after two games of football, that's a bit, ooh. Who's um, out, though? Uh, I've heard him say eight and I couldn't work it out. Is it, well, Cafu was suspended, which he now isn't. Um, Lindsay yeah. um, is out. Wilesy potentially with his dead leg. Um, yeah. Hall potentially with his um, is it calf or something. Uh, yeah. Hamstring. Yeah, ham- hamstring. Yeah. Um, it's Eve with his calf. That's what it was. Yes, it but, is, he, yeah. but he might be back. Uh, Ferguson's still out with his hernia thing, and he's now seen a specialist about that. Um, Peltier's out for the foreseeable future now with a groin issue. Um, and who was the other one? Um, I'm not going. I, 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 I couldn't. I couldn't anyway, that, anyway that, that's seven. Anyway, that might be Lindsay. Three of those probably back. No, four because Tommy Tommy might be back. Ah, Lindsay's Achilles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's got he's he's an injection, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So that's but still that's a lot of players to have out this early in the season. But you couldn't just to turn the dial on to a positive a little bit. Get the injuries out of the way early, get the poor performances out of the way early, and then just keep cracking on, building January, etc. Builds the rest of this window potentially as well. Um, but yeah, it, like like I've just said, the flashes are there. It's like there's a spark, and then you can see exactly what they're doing in training and where we want to play our football. But it's just getting that spark to really like get the engine going, really. And we, we're just not quite there yet, and because we're not there yet. That's the frustrating bit, but you know, patience. Hopefully, mm. uh, John Morell says, playing devil advocate here. Um, but do you have the quality to go attacking? Wouldn't it have been better? A pragmatic approach be better. And uh, Terry Fimby and John Hens, we both say about the high press, high press mm. is fundamental to success. It is, but the problem is, Stoke press the hell out of us. You can't press that, you, can, you can't press somebody who, who pressures you like that. Yeah. And from, press a press, can you? You can't you press, you can't press a press. And from what I've spoken to, that you'll wish you'll see on the scouting report. Blackburn played the same, a similar way last week where they pressed, they pressed, pressed Brom. And I saw, I think the first or second goal came from a press. So that then causes a problem, Joy, because I agree when we press, that's that's how we play well. But how do you get around that if teams with better players then press us? How do you work? It's, it's really difficult. Jigsaw, Matt Taylor's got to try and fix though. Well, this is it, and this is why we're probably getting labelled long ball, isn't it? And this is why yeah. probably our midfield is not getting as much um, involvement as we would like it to do, because we haven't got the quality, because we're who we are, and therefore we have to look at what our, what differences we have within our team. And that's it, isn't it? I mean, we're not mm. going to be, you know, if somebody's pressing you, the release ball is that long ball, isn't it? Or the ball across field or down the wings to run into space. Um, you know, and, and if you've got the quality of players, that, that's easy around it. I mean, let's be brutally honest. We've not been, I mean, and when we have tried it, we're not a passing out a defence team. Because no. when we have tried that previously, we usually end up conceding or at least conceding possession. You know, so mm. we, we, we don't have the calibre of player to do that, it would seem, at, at present. I mean, obviously, Cafu's got uh, 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 the skill and the quality to to do that, but he's one guy, you know, and the rest of them have yet to hit the straps, I would suggest. So, you know, hopefully, you know, we we can get that core um, improvement in performances we've touched on already, but you can't press a press. You know, and, and we've always been pride. Uh, our pride has been on the fact that we're an incredibly fit side. Mm. Are we? Or has everybody else caught us up now? You know, mm. and 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 when you have to, you look at like teams like Man City, for example. That's all they do, isn't it? Press, 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 press. You know, yeah. um, and so everybody's doing the same thing, and you've got to have the caliber of player and those with the engines to be able to do it. Have we got that? Mm. I mean, Rathbun can. You know, the Duracell bunny can go forever, but we haven't got 11 Rathbuns, have we? Do you know what I mean? So, no. I don't know. I mean, that's mm. what Matt Taylor's been paid for, isn't it? To exactly. look at, mm. you know, what options we do have to pay to our strengths. But I think, obviously, as fans at the moment, we can't see what our strengths are, can we? We've not seen our team enough to work that out as of yet. 
No, exactly. Just in, well, realistically, just one game. Morecambe games against the Lord. Realistically, we have one one game to base it on, uh, which is why we're also, as John Hendry says, well, we're all depressed. Yes, <laughs> that's why. Um, yeah, Mick, talk about attack. We'll talk about defence a minute ago. Talk about attack. We'd all like to see two up top. We would all love to see that. How realistic do you think that is at home? Because last week, obviously, I think we tried to play Wilesy as a, as a bit further forward. We never got close to Hugel. Um, he may not be fit. So what do you think is more likely to come in terms of a front two front two or attacking area this week? Difficult to, difficult to say. It depends on fitness. Mm. Um, you know, it, it just it, it really does. Um, I can't see Eves being, being in there. Um, George Kelly is the obvious one. Um, but again, um, the lad we've just signed, ex-Villa lad, whose name now escapes me. I'm desperately Green. trying to remember his name. Green, yeah. Um, he he's kind of bordering on fitness as well, isn't he? So um, it sounded like just a bit of a niggle, the injury, rather than a, a kind of an out-and-out injury. Um, so uh, it may well be that he... he we see him for the first time um, in yeah. a league game, in which case, you know, we, we should be we should be all right up there. Um, it, it's so difficult this this stage of the season. Like Joyce just said, there, um, you know, we've we've had one game, um, and and it was a, a a proper dog's dinner of a game as well. So you know, you can't really. It's so hard. It's so difficult to to come up with anything really that's. Mm. Um, <clears throat> going to instill any confidence in us as supporters, yeah, <laughs> which is not great, is it? No, but, it's not. Uh, no, yeah, it, it, you know, had, had we had a decent game at Stoke and, and come away with a draw, or, or even a, a you know a, a, a single goal defeat, uh, but the performance had been all right, then I think it would have been a little bit easier. But mm. given the performance of, of in that game for, for pretty much the, the, the ninety minutes. Um, it, it's it, it it makes any sort of um, predictions for what's going to happen in the next few almost pointless because you just we just don't know, do we? Um, no. But yeah, I, I, listen, I, I'd like to see two up front. I, I did. I definitely would like to see two up front on on at least two up front. Um, the four three three that we employed for a good part of last season for me seemed to be quite effective um, and whether that's something that um, he'll look to do at home may well may well uh, come to fruition but we talk, you know we're talking about in possession here aren't we and then out of possession it's a different formation again yeah, so you know it, it's not quite as cut and dried as right we're going to play 4-3-3 three, three or, or whatever and that's that um, we'll have to wait and see but just going back to what John mentioned earlier on about you know not having the players to, to attack and Maybe more pragmatic approaches um, is 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 preferable uh, for me. I don't. I, I I'm not buying that one. Just just on the basis that you could argue that the pragmatic approach was what we tried at Stoke, and that just did not work. You know, you, you can't. I don't think in this league that you can you can approach a game in that manner. You know, you've got to you've got to approach the game positive fashion. Um, and and look to win the game, not not sucking up pressure because teams will hurt you, you know. But if you do attack teams, the quality in in virtually any of the sides in this division is not there to maintain for ninety to be maintained for ninety minutes. You put them under pressure, and they will crack mm. most of them. You know, maybe not necessarily the likes of Leicester um, and and Southampton and possibly Leeds. Of come down from the Premier League, but but the remainder, with the greatest respect, don't have the the, the quality one to eleven um, to 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 sustain that for a full game. So while we're at home, for me, we need to be getting into teams. Um, so yeah, what did you what yeah. did you ask me? <laughs> can't remember anymore. No, Ooh. I can't. I just, went off at a tangent, and there you go. That's what you do. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, let's move away from the on-pitch stuff briefly, Danny, because there's people unhappy on the socials about transfer business again. Um, and I want to sort of pick, up, pick on this a little bit because, <laughs> because we were, it was literally a week ago, literally seven days where we were saying that we're really happy with the transfer business. The quality of player we've brought in is better than we've ever brought in in a long, long time. X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. We're all praising Matt Taylor. We're praising the recruitment team. We said Tony Stewart's clearly put his hand in his pocket in terms of wages. There might be transfer fees, but these guys are on bigger wages than we would than we have given in the past. Now, because some of them are injured, that means that the investment's not gone in properly and that we're not spending money, and this, that, and the other. I, I, I know we've lost, but football fans are really dramatic sometimes, I think. It's the pendulum of football transfers, isn't it? <clears throat> I think it's if the, um, they don't hit the ground running straight away, they're, they're suddenly not worth the money. Um, and I sort of get where they're coming from with, um, excuse me, with um, re-signing older players. Um, because, yeah, that's always going to be an injury risk. I mean, look what's happened with Peltier. Um, but, you know, if you need a crystal ball to be able to see Peltier being out for two months, so why sign him, you know? Yeah. It's like with Morrison, yeah, he's becoming a bit of a, almost like a Richard Wood scapegoat in a sense, you know, like, you know, slow, mm. slow, sure Morrison. But at the same time, Morrison is a very good leader and a very good captain. It's just that, we might have to treat it a little bit like a Richard Wood situation where you now he's sort of got that little cushion of um <clears throat> of um speed and youth around him. Um which when Woodley had that, it was really good. I mean look at look at the game against Middlesbrough. I mean against Middlesbrough, he got old manned but still recovered. You know, yeah. so there are still things like that that are still useful, you know, and Sean Morrison is extremely useful and an extremely good player at this level. Um and and maybe it has something to do with Christ High here, or however you say it. Um, and that seem, does seem to have been dragging on, but it's it's still in the news. It's still there. And Matt Taylor saying the one that everyone knows about. So it's quite clearly him. And Paul Davis is reporting it in the advertiser. Um, so it's like that is still ticking over. But people have sort of become accustomed to Rotherham going, oh, we've not signed him in space for a week since hearing the rumours, so it's quite clearly fallen through. We've not offered enough money. Mm. But it's like, no, <clears throat> no, this one is still bubbling nicely there. And when it's in the paper... Nice, it's not the right word, is it? Well, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, you know what I mean? It's still there to be sorted out. And Paul Davis is reporting on it, so we know it's got weight if the, yeah. if the local press is reporting on it. Um... But Matt Taylor sees that we need more we need more bodies as well. Like the Billy Sharp thing still hasn't gone away. No. Which is really odd because he went past our deadline and we've lowered the offer, but it's still mm. there. You know, so it's and they've also said about the one, I think it's two more players plus Taiki when it eventually gets fully announced and sorted. Um so Make of that what you will, but I think it will be three before end of, before the end of the window, maybe more if we get the players we want. But Matt Taylor's not daft; he knows that clubs will be able to blow us out of the water in certain certain circumstances. Um, but in terms of the players that we've signed and the attributes that they offer to the team, I'm still really happy. I'm not complaining about it. Would I have liked to have seen a bit more of it? Yeah, but I think that goes for every football club. The important thing is, though. We're not in the same position as Sheffield United, where yeah, the, where the play, where they've season. spent like one percent of their Premier League promotion money on mm. players who've never had an appearance. We, we've signed a player who has more Premier League minutes than the player Sheffield United have signed, who have got promoted to the Premier League. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm just saying, I'm saying our recruitment team actually does things. Primus is a standby. I was just going to say, my understanding regarding Chris Teehee is the um, 
the fact that if it's going through the home office must mean that we have offered him a contract otherwise that the own office wouldn't be considering offering exactly. um, a visa to play here that would be my understanding so I, I would imagine that the paperwork is probably done and we're just waiting for Suella Bravman's crowd to get pull the finger out basically at the home office don't hold your breath on that one <laughs> so um uh you know i i honestly think that that is a done deal mm. otherwise we wouldn't be dealing with the home office to get a Agreed. visa for him yeah i agree and also it's worth also worth main paul davis described the transfer fee as significant for chris tahi mm. so what uh, significant subjective obviously but for me significant for us would be it's three it's three figure bare minimum in it, Six it, figure. it yeah 100 quid <laughs> See, I mean, I mean, fifty quid. I mean, I mean, I mean, three figure as in the number of zeros after yeah. the number. You know, yeah. <laughs> thousand quid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Push it more out. <laughs> um, so, Matt, I feel like you spent money, but we have spent money. We are, we have. I enjoy saying that we have essentially spent that money already because it wouldn't get as far as it had unless the deal was essentially a done deal. Um. Powerman says, I stand by what I said, we don't know what wages when you don't, but Matt Till has already said multiple times that we're being in front of players that we couldn't have been in before, which is a direct... Other than saying the words, we are paying more money, we are. That's essentially what he's saying. Um, you might not like us talking about the, the fitness and why we're signing people that get injured. And he's just... I says... You can't see a crystal ball. Lee Peltier, from my understanding, walking his career, I don't think he's particularly injury prone. I think people will assume because he's 36, 37 that he's going to get injured all the time. Well, yeah, he's picked up an injury. But he's not an injury prone player like Grant Hall, maybe, and Sean Morrison. They have got injuries, but there's a reason Sean Morrison's on a quite a heavy pay as you play contract. Uh, and I should just quit to Grant Hall. Um, I suppose it's just some, some people to moan about. Mick, do you want to have a moan about it? Uh, well, I mean, I've I've been I've been read some of the tweets, uh, some of the stuff on Twitter over the last few days. It's clearly just people fishing and trying to wind people up because some of them are just some of the comments are just, I mean, they're just beyond beyond stupid, aren't they? So, like like these people just fishing. That's all it is. Um, you know, I don't don't give them airtime. It's just pointless. Um, they, they have to be fishing because. Like I said, some of the comments are so ridiculous, so out there. It's it's just not true. Um, you know, we talk about the the T issue, you know, and, and the default position for a lot of our supporters, and I'm sure this is the same for other clubs as well. So it's not just Rotherham United, no. but the default position is that the club are at fault. That's where that's that's where we start. Mm. You know, it's nobody else's fault but the club. I mean, it, it's nobody knows. Yeah, obviously, yeah, it's Tony's fault or it's Rob Scott's fault or it's Matt Taylor's fault or, you know, it's groundsman's fault, whatever. You know, it's just ridiculous. It's absolutely mad. But I, I don't get it, you know. And I'd, you know, if we come away 4-1 victors on Saturday from Stoke, nobody would be saying any of these things. None of them. But the, the, but the, 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 the subjects that they're making comment on would still be there. But we won't be making, we won't be, we won't be coming out with stupid, stupid remarks. I, I, it's like I don't know, you know. Teddy comes out at cop, doesn't it? You know, as soon as, mm. as soon as we don't get what we want, Teddy's out, uh, and we start stamping his feet. It's just it is what it is. We, we we we've got no control over what happens with this lad's work permit, you know. And 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 it's clear from everything that's been said that the transfer is all 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 but done, assuming that he gets a work permit. What are we supposed to do? You know, go banging on Home, home Secretary's door saying, now nah, then sign this. You know, it, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 yeah, just God. When does school orders finish? I think we've got to be positive, though, haven't you? I mean, we've still mm. got enough uh, for another three loan signings because we've only got two yes. loan signings. And mm. above that, um, Matt has also alluded to the fact that, you know, we've put in for another couple of permanent or free agents as well, at least, even if one is Billy Sharp. So uh, had that to Chris Teehe, I mean, that's, what, five to seven players possibly? Exactly. Through the door yeah. before the end of this month? Mm. 
Yeah, we're not done. We remember everybody. We, we are finished. Transwind is still up three weeks away. I swear, so. Matt Taylor said as well that we've got bids in at all the clubs, and it's just going through the process. Yeah. He, he has said we've put bids in at all the places. Mm. Um, but again, that's if the club wants to sell them to us, you know. Um, and I, I don't really think we'll ever have a true insight of how the club conducts its business behind closed doors unless we get a documentary like Sunderland. And that did more harm than good with Sunderland's winter transfer window, the whole Will Grigg saga. Of, it was like they, they said um, they wanted him for a million and then like at the last second, or give him four so we can get him. You know, <laughs> yeah. like... Like, yeah. all right, fair enough. As a Rotherham fan, I would absolutely love to see that, like a fly mm. on the wall sort of thing, where we can sort of just have that little insight. Because I think it's human nature to know what you don't know, yeah, but it's yeah, also like so, also semi relevant to you with it being, you know, our football club and things. But at the same time, I'm also okay with letting them get on with it because mm. it's their job, you know. And we have one of some gems through that system. You know, and you look at the signings that we've brought in, all right, granted they're both on loan, but I think Fred and Dexter have done quite well yeah, since first fine. coming here. Again, it's that whole spark. They are showing sparks of the reason why we've signed them. And mm-hmm. as they progress, it will become more consistent. I mean, part of me is like, we've played one game, you know, like one game of league competitive football and it wasn't the best, but it was against Stoke who have made a lot of good signings and have spent a fair bit of money. Um, like how will we come up against when we play, say, I don't know, QPR, for example, oh, you know, or Blackburn, or Black, yeah, or Blackburn, like a Blackburn at home. How much different will the vibe be when we're at yeah. home? Um, but I don't think we'll it'll get to a point where we're like Leeds that one time where oh, we've still got business to do at the end of the deadline date and it's two players leaving. I don't think it'll get to that point. I think uh the signings that are yet to arrive will probably go down right to the last day but at the same time i'm very confident in the fact of who we're going to sign because remember we know one of them because you know it's like uh, england's worst kept secret you know because it's all over the news like the local news but at the same time it's like two bits have gone into different clubs we've no idea who they are the Billy Sharp thing isn't going away, and Matt Taylor's admitted there is still a deal there if he wants it, but it's a reduced one because he dragged his heels. Mm. It's like that's only really two bits that we know anything about, but there's also two players we have known nothing about, plus players that we might sign in a <clears throat> in a midfield or a defensive capacity that we also know nothing about. So it's a bit, you know, unless you're you've booked Matt Taylor's house with a microphone, we will never know who they are until we get that yeah. little drip like the day before they sign. Exactly. Uh, Chris Taylor wants to know how long did it take Wigan last season for Cosmo Tiahi was on loan at them? Um, ask how they did it. He was on loan, and I don't ask me the reasons why, Chris, but the loan worked. It, it, has, to, it has to work sure, uh, different, surely. Yeah, he's not like, technically, he still goes back. He's not a permanent resident in the country. If you work here, you're permanent, essentially a permanent resident. If you're on loan, you're not a, you're not permanent resident mm. in the country. So that, again, I don't know the reasons, but who, there is who was. Who was the lad on on Twitter who um, really dug into it and found out how many? Uh, out, yeah, it's like, and it's like you need fifteen, and he's got eight, and that's through domestic minutes at Wigan. Yeah. So, so then that that adds more time onto it. Like I know he mentioned about paying eight hundred pound for next day processing. Great, <laughs> right, fair enough, but um, you know there has to be more layers than we know to this, surely. 100%. Yeah. Uh, moving on, because. Anyone at the home office, drop us a DM on Twitter. Let us know if you're dealing with Christ uh, Tahi's case and let us know why it's taking so long. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, referee on Saturday, few people already seen this. Bobby Madley is back. Um, interesting one. He's had some good moments, he's had some bad moments. Let's wait and see how our dear Bobby does. Uh, worth noting that Matt Taylor confirmed today that we've had an apology, another apology from the PGMOL. Um, confirming that Cafu shouldn't have been sent off last week. I mean, Joy, I mean, there's nothing they can do now. I suppose that's the point. So an apology is good that they're acknowledging they made a mistake, so hopefully the mistake won't happen again. But it, it still feels a bit like, you made a mistake, great, bother. <laughs> Just... well, I mean, with that, I mean, one would hope that uh, he's taken to task about it, Busby. 
You'd assume so. You know, let's hope he's demoted or he doesn't get a gig this weekend. You yeah. know, I mean, will that happen? I don't know. I'll find out. You know, he's the one that made the error. He's the one that made the PGMLOL look like idiots, which is a regular occurrence, it would seem. Um, you know, are we going to get favourable views now we've got uh, Howie in post? I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't suggest that. It's just tongue-in-cheek. But um, like you say, you know, Cafu missed Morecambe, you know. Is it is his uh, um, red card expunged then from his record for this season? Is it expunged from our record as a, a club this season? Because I don't know if that impacts on fair play, etc. You know, well, it, it has an impact. If, if he gets sent off again... Whatever ban it gets is extra because he's already had a one well, game ban, so it could then. have I an mean, impact. Yeah. Mm. So basically, has it been expunged, or you know, is that apology, uh, you know, got a, you know, has it been struck off as well with the mm. apology? I don't know. And has Mr. Busby mm. been, uh, um, like I say, demoted for the weekend? It does seem so. Unless he's got a Premier League job, he's not refereeing in the football league this week. So it does. But I, I, I hope he's. I hope he's sat at home, really thinking about what he's what he's doing because he's been a very naughty. <laughs> I hope he's on naughty step this weekend. Uh, I'm just getting the Premier League stuff up. Not, not, not that this is particularly important, but yeah, um, he is uh, not anywhere that I can see on any of the referees. So it does uh, fourth official at the Brighton Luton game. So he is in the. He is a fourth official, but um... I don't know if that counts to do motion or not. To be honest, but anyway, we'll see. Um, it, it does feel a little bit meh, though, doesn't it? Like it's, it's one of those situations where it almost feels like an apology isn't quite good enough, you know. Um, I think what makes it worse is that it were a double yellow. If it were a straight red card, then it would have been rescinded, you know. But because it's a double yellow, they can't do anything about it. But you know, like you mentioned there, Joy, does it does that then have something put on our uh, fair game sheet? Where that yellow card gets took off and it takes off a red card, like I don't know, I don't know what the ins and outs are, but all I say is that Howard Webb has got a job on his hands. Yeah, I, I also think... don't know because it's, it's five yellow cards for a ban, so is, it, is he two exactly cards is, is that is that two or is that one or is it because it's, it's ready? That's it. It's going to be two, isn't it? And, and yeah. the, there's nothing that can be done about that because the rules don't allow it. But I think it's a positive that the PGMOL are, are, are coming out and saying, "Yeah, we made a mistake." You know, it's that's a step forward. There has to be a step forward in the right direction. You know, it's a little bit more transparency, um, mm -hmm. and you know, th there is no doubt whatsoever that he will have been spoken to um, and, and advised, given a, given some advice in terms of um, what's happened there, in order for that apology to have to be made. You know, mm -hmm. they're not just going to make an apology and then not speak to him. So, hopefully, it's a positive and and. You know the referees are, are going to be taken to task when they when they're jumping in and making rash decisions like that because that's 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 what that was. It was a rash, yeah. ill thought out decision. Um, you know, so it, it's got to be a positive. It's got to be, um, and and I just I really really hope that we're not constantly having to talk about refs this season. You know, I, I really do, and. I know I always I, I'm I'm the one that bangs on about it all the time, but um, I, we we all know what a tough job it is. We all know it's it, and none of us would ever do it in in a million years. Probably none of us would ever be capable of doing it. I certainly wouldn't. But you know, it, it, yeah, it, it's it's got to be a step in the right direction, um, and and we can go on about it forever, can't we? But you know, we we we, we again this season we're back to one rule being made with loads and loads of caveats attached to it, you know, yeah. um, you know, with the, 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 off, the new offside rule that it's just, it's just utter nonsense and contradictory. Um, the handball thing changes every week. You know, th these are these, all these things have an impact on referees performances. It's got to, because they're having to learn new rules or new interpretations of rules every week. And then being expected to make that decision in an instant, um, you know. So it, it's got to be a step in the right direction, getting an apology, I think. But I don't think it's yeah. going to make any difference to Cafu and his, uh, his yellow card. <laughs> right. um, it's worth noting, I thought the referee on Tuesday had a pretty good game. Other than not adding as many minutes as I thought it would, 
I thought the ref- I thought the referee had a pretty solid game on Tuesday. The referee I didn't know, so it must be a low. It must be a league one or two ref. I thought he had a pretty good game, to be fair to him, other than the odd decision, which you're always going to get. Um, couple of bit... Thomas Parsons, not heard that name before. No, I've not heard that before. Right, look at him. <coughs> Quietly impressed with him. Um, couple of bits stats unbeaten in the last four home games to Blackburn, and this is a really pointless one that I know Mick will really enjoy. That we haven't had consecutive losses uh, at the start of the season since 2015. So that tells you we shouldn't lose on Saturday if, if the stats continue as they have the last eight seasons. If I, if I remember rightly, in the 81 season when we uh, when we went up, we had two consecutive losses at the beginning of that season and then went on and uh, did extremely well. And I think we lost in Cup as well. Um, but anyway, it's so basically we're going to go on and win the league this season. It'll Appreciate be it's a long time ago, and it means nothing. I like Danny's stat. I like Danny's new feature of what happened the first time these teams met. Because he's got it right. The first two games of this season, he's got it bang on right. Oh, if I get the Blackburn result right, I'm putting lottery on. <laughs> so follow Danny. For more, for more mm. first lineups and first. <clears throat> I mean, I mean, um, I think, I mean, I won't spill the beans too much tonight. You'll have to wait until Saturday on match day to find out. But you'll like the Blackburn one, and if that one rings true, you will very much like the Blackburn one. Well, Nicholas, come on! Didn't we get promoted the last time we lost the first two games? No, it was the Great Escape season. The Neil Warnock finally came in and saved us season fifteen sixteen. Um, so a great season, but it's not unfortunately not a promotion one. Um, and also as a landmark appearance for, on Saturday for Victor Johansson it will be his 100th Rotherham United appearance in all competitions uh, so well done to Victor I don't know mm. if he'll get to the next landmark but 150, you never know um, we hope he does, I hope he gets 200 um, but yeah 100 <laughs> appearances for Victor so well done um, he's, he's come a long way from washing his pants in a hotel sink hasn't he mm. <laughs> <laughs> and he just and he just <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, well done, Victor. Well done, Victor. Let's do some score predictions. Uh, Mick, what do you reckon for Saturday? Oh God, um, I think we're going to win. I think we're going to win. You know I'm positive. Win. I'm positive. I'm going two nil Rotherham. Clean sheet for Victor, and, and two nil Rotherham win. Stop all the mourners. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Joy, what do you reckon? I'm going to be positive and go for a one nil win. I like it. Oh, wrong box. Danny? I don't want to say mine because it will give the Blackburn thing away. Um, <laughs> um, right, OK. I'm going to go with what my head says. My head says that Swuckle by Crook will beat Blackburn 1-0. Okay. You see, Danny, if you'd not said anything there, it wouldn't have given it away, would it? <laughs> Just yeah. by, by saying it, you gave Although, it away. Although... Although, did we beat Blackburn 1 0 when we first met him? That's the question. True. True. Might be a double bluff. Mm. Um, I'm going to go goals, 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 2 2. Um, based on the Stoke game, we can't defend. And based on, I think Blackburn beat Walsall 4 3 in midweek. I don't sound like they can defend either. Um, yeah, I take an entertaining draw. Um, we just need to step in the right direction. We do. We all just need a bit of positivity to feed on for a week, don't we? I think. Um, and now I think we'd be quite all quite happy with ourselves. Um, Terry Chris Tether says two one. Terry Fem says two one to us. Um, Wildinho says three one. And Nicholas Skidmore three two one. Brian was three one. Palmer with a nil nil. Chris Page says a two nil loss. Chris IFC says two nil. Blackburn from Amona. Uh, oh, don't don't do yourself down, Chris. <laughs> Um, there we go so as I mentioned the scouting report will be up on Friday morning um, so please check that check that out and I did one for, for the Rovers chat so I'm going to get with the Rovers chat and have a look at theirs that would be so, uh, you know anyway you, it's there if you want it um, we will be back on for the podcast as normal which will be Sunday evening through YouTube and for Monday morning through the audio podcast we will be doing a, a, an instant reaction from the Blackburn game win, lose or draw mm-hmm. we will be there um, so again, please make sure you've subscribed to the YouTube channel so you can get that and watch us laugh or cry or I don't know, whatever, whatever it might be. There will be some sort of instant emotion from the Blackburn game, which will be there for you to all enjoy. Um, anything else that you guys want to mention before we uh, 
Go. No. No. That means I've covered everything. <laughs> Great stuff. Um, so thank you everybody for Please make sure I've made sure to subscribe on YouTube and on Spotify and iTunes. Wherever you're watching or listening, please make sure you subscribe to give us a five-star rating on iTunes or Spotify if you can. And we'll see you very soon. Mick, thank you very much. Go and enjoy. Is the sun set in Wales? I assume it has. Yes, it's uh, it's pretty dark now. It's getting dark and it's starting to rain as well, which is a bit of a disappointment. I'm coming home tomorrow, so I don't care. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Danny, thank you for being with us. I know you're in Rotherham, so it's the same here, so I'd like to ask you. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I'll say it's Mick near Cardiff if it's raining, because they won't like <laughs> that, will they? <laughs> and Joy, thank you very much with us. Is it nice where you are, Joy? Yeah, just about now, yeah. Perfect. And hopefully it's nice where everybody else is, and we will see you all next time. Thank you very much, and up the Millers. Up the Millers. It's a wild well through a goal, Swansea beyond Fodringer, and the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, Fodringer yes. United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, Duffy, he can hit them, and he does. Oh! Yeah! Duffy! Secured their championship status for next season. Do me a favor, drop me off in Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.